So the objectives that we have today for this message are the same that our pastor has given us, and that is number one, to encourage you to pray, plan, and prepare for a 2019 in which you are destined to increase the best God has for you. Number two, to sensitize you to the necessity of spiritual sensitivity and prophetic patterns as the baseline for personal planning. Three, to reemphasize the purpose of prayer and planning, the ability to act on time with purpose in line with the will of God in such a way as to maximize your life and kingdom contribution along the destiny path. And number four, to prepare, to prepare us to properly respond to key opportunities to increase through internalizing prophetic impressions, connections, characteristics, empowerments, and outcomes related to your destiny. Somebody say amen. So we, we, we talked about in number one, go back to that first objective for me, um, media team. We talked about in number one that our first objective is to encourage you to pray, plan, and prepare for a 2019. Somebody say that. Say pray, plan, and prepare for a 2019 in which you are destined to increase the best in the best way that God has for you. It's very critical, and we're going to, I'm really going to emphasize this tonight, that praying, praying and planning is a critical part for not only your destiny success in 2019, but for your destiny success throughout the rest of your life. Because we have, um, we have a statement that we use when it comes to praise and worship, but it really can be used for any area of your life and ministry, that a dynamic praise and worship experience um, is always by design and never by accident. Like true worship, true worship where we're standing before the Father and praising and worshiping in his, his name is always by design and never by accident. And the destiny success that you're going to have for your life, that you're going to have for your family, is going to have to be designed because it's not going to be an accident. It's not going to happen by accident. It's not going to happen by a lucky charm. It's not going to have it. It's not going to have it um, by a rabbit's foot or anything like that. It's going to happen because you plan and design for that thing to happen. Somebody say amen to that. And then we said with number two, to sensitize you to the necessity to the necessity of spiritual sensitivity. During this time, you really have to make sure that. We want to emphasize that you really have to be sensitive spiritually during this time of planning and preparing for the 2019 that God has for your life. Because although you may have all these plans of what you think you need to happen in 2019 and stuff like that, you really want to make sure that you're hearing the Lord's voice and getting guidance from him on what it is that he has planned for you in 2019, because his ways and his plans are better than our plans can ever be. If you can agree to that, somebody say amen. Amen. And then number three, we talked about to reemphasize the purpose of prayer and planning, prayer and planning, that the ability to act on time with purpose in line with the will of God. Now, you've heard me say it before that, you know, um, we, 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 don't, we don't have to, you know, there's songs that says that, Lord, I'm chasing after you. No matter what I have to do, I need you more and more. Well, I, I remember I said this on Good Friday last year that, you know, what, we don't have to chase after God. Because God is omnipresent, which means he is in every place, every time, all time, throughout time. If you know that, somebody say amen. So I don't have to chase after God to get in his presence. I just have to make sure that I'm in the right mindset and I'm sensitive enough to know when he's around me and when he's moving so I can act on time and act on time with purpose. So that's why we really want to make sure that prayer and planning goes into our planning for 2019 and for the rest of our lives so we can act on time with the will of God. 
because if we're not in the right, if we're not in the right mindset, if we're not focused on what it is that God has planned for our lives, we can miss it. Somebody say amen to that. And then we talked about number four, to prepare us properly to respond to key opportunities to increase through internalizing prophetic impressions, those prophetic words that have been spoken over our lives this year and for some that, has, that have been prophesied over to us, over, over us in the past. Because there's prophetic words that you may have received five, ten years ago, and this may be the year that God a- activates that word, and that word comes um, to life in your situation. So you need to really need to go back over the prophetic words that God has given to you concerning your life, because this may be the year that God unlocks that and does something brand new in your life. And then we said increase through internalizing connections. There are certain connections that we have with people that, you know what, sometimes we, we take people for granted. Sometimes we don't understand the connections that we have that can take us to that next level in our destiny success. So really, we want to make sure that we walk away with an understanding that our connections are important. Somebody say amen to that. Okay, so the scripture I have for us today, the principal text that I have for us today is Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, and we're going to read um, verse 2 all the way down to verse 4. And it says, Then the Lord answered me, that Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. Somebody say, surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Somebody say, by faith. So we understand Four, and key, four key aspects from this scripture right here in the back, of four key aspects for that. And that is when it comes to vision, we have to write the vision. Then we have to run the vision. Then we have to read the vision. And then number four, repeat the process. So when I'm spending time with God preparing for 2019, um, preparing for 2020, preparing for 2021, preparing for all the years that are to come, I need to write down the vision that God shows me. I need to write down those prophetic words that I receive from those who are um, speaking into my life. And then once I write it down, I need to run with it. I, there, there's, it's, it's one thing to write down the vision that God has for your life, but it's another thing to see it, write it down, and then run with it. Because there's a, there are a lot of people who have a lot of prophetic words that are waiting to be unlocked in their life, but it's sitting on their shelf collecting dust because they didn't run with it. Because sometimes when God gives us a vision for what it is that he has for our lives and things like that, sometimes we, we start to think what our natural mindset and say is too big, so we just throw it on the shelf and we don't mess with it no more. But if we're going to achieve the destiny success that God has for our life, if we're going to achieve the things that he has for us, then we have to write the vision, but then we also have to run with the vision. And then number three is a very, very, very important aspect. We write the vision, we run the vision, we run with the vision, and then we have to read the vision. Because after running, after a while, you're going to start getting a little weary. After a while of saying, you know what, I believe my health is going to get better and stuff like that. I believe my family dynamic is going to get better and stuff like that. After a while, if you don't see it manifest in the time that you think it should manifest, after a while, you're going to get weary and tired. But that's the time where you need to go back to that vision that God showed you, whether it was months ago, years ago, decades ago, and say, you know what? This is what the Lord said to me. 
Because Satan going to talk to you and tell you that since it didn't happen in that appointed time that you had set in your mind, it's not going to happen. But we know that every time the devil lips are moving, he's lying to us. So no, 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 no. I don't care what this, I don't care what Satan says to me. I don't care what naysayers say to me. I don't care what anybody says to me because it is written. The Lord spoke to me. I wrote it down. So I have proof that God is doing something in my life and that he's going, going to do something in my life. But I have to keep writing. I have to keep running and I have to keep reading. So in those times when my faith does get down, I can read what thus says the Lord and run with that vision and run with it until it, until it is manifested in my life. Somebody say amen to that. So really, one of the things I want to make sure that we walk away with tonight is that we walk away with this understanding that you have supernatural help on your side to get the things done that God has promised you for this year. Supernatural power. Somebody say supernatural power. The Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 10 that, you know what, um, Joshua and the Israelites, they were going against these five Amorite kings. And they were fighting and the battle was going on and things like that. And even God supernaturally got involved with their situation. And when the, when, when the day was going by and they just kept on fighting and kept on fighting, God, Joshua said, Lord, we need more time to get the job done. We need more time to get the vision accomplished that you have for our life. So God heard Joshua and the Israelites cry, and he literally paused time for them to get the job done that they needed to get done. So you have to have an understanding that you have some supernatural help on your side, that those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So when I'm going through this vision writing thing, and it seems like time is running out, and it seems like nothing is happening for me, I can call on my supernatural God, and he's going to give me supernatural help in this situation. I have to understand that I'm not in this by myself. Although, I'm, although God is telling me the vision and I'm writing it down and he's saying all these things that go beyond my natural capability, I'm not by myself in this. I'm not by myself in this at all. God is with me all the time throughout time. As long as I invoke his presence in my situation, he's going to be there and move. But if I try to, if I say, you know what, God, I got this, he's going to let me have it. There's been many times where I was in situations where I thought with me, with my natural ability, I could get the job done. And when I went in there with that mindset, God, the Holy Spirit said, okay, you, you got this, you big, you bad, go ahead and handle it. And I fell flat on my face. And I had to realize that it's not my own strength that's going to get the job done. It's going to be God on my side giving me supernatural help that's going to get the job done in my situation. If you believe that, say amen. Amen, amen. So the next scripture I want to give us is Isaiah 46. Isaiah 46, verses 9, and I'm going to read down to verse 10. Isaiah 46, verse 9, and we're going to read down to verse 10. And it says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, things that are not done that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasures. But you, so this is God saying, I declare the end before the beginning, from the beginning, rather. But you, according to Genesis 1, you are made in his image and in his likeness. So God designed you to plan and prepare as well. That's back to our objectives where we say, 
in order to be successful, you're going to have to plan and pray for the year that you're expecting to have, for the vision that you're expecting to come to pass in your life. God planned and God prepared and things like that. So if we're made in his image and his likeness, we can speak those words, we can run with those words, and we can read those words, and those words can come to pass in our situation. But it starts with declaring, I have, to, I, have to, I have to speak at my beginning as if I'm already at the end, that I am going to be successful, that I am going to be that entrepreneur, that I am going to be that business person, that my family dynamic is going to get better, that my strength and my energy and my health are increasing. I have to speak it as, as if it's already done, as if I'm already at the end of the line. Another scripture I want to give you is Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. And it says, the plan of the diligent leads surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. Some key points from this scripture tells us that God promises that if we have a process to plan our work and then work our plan, the result will produce abundance. Say that one more time. God promises that if we have a process to plan our work, then work our plan, the result will produce abundance for us. So if I process a plan to actually work, you know, I'm not, in the words of um, our bishop, Bishop Thompson, I'm not just going to sit on my blessed assurance and do nothing. If I have a process that, you know what, I plan to work with God. I'm not working by myself. I'm working with God because we're in covenant partnership with each other. I plan to work with him, and then I'm going to work the plan that he has given me, and then I'm going to see abundance being produced in my life and abundance being produced in my situation. Another key point that we have is that on the other side of that, if you have, a half, if you have half-baked ideas, harebrained schemes, and get-rich-quick motives, you will necessarily be worse off at the end than you were at the beginning. You can go into something with these great spirits and stuff like that, but your plan be half-baked, and at the end, you worse off than what you began at. That's why, especially, see, if we're, if we're believing that 2019 is going to be our year for deliverance, discipleship, and dominion, then I really need to get God involved with my plans so my plans can be executed, and so I'm better at the end than I was at the beginning. Because even though, we, even though we know some things that we, for, for instance, deliverance, if we know there are some things that we know we need deliverance from, there's, the Bible also tells us that there are things in our heart that we don't even know that we have. There are hidden agendas, hidden, hidden problems that we've just settled with and things like that, that we haven't, that we, that we just put to, the side and put to the side and we just completely forgot about. So the, there's a reason why I need God to play a part in my deliverance because he can reveal things to me that I totally forgot about. Somebody say amen to that. So I want to make sure I get God involved in my planning process. And this planning process is, is a critical part to your prosperity portfolio. If I'm going to be prosperous in every area of life, not just finances, because there are a lot of rich people who are broken inside. There are a lot of rich people who have broken lives. There are a lot of rich people who the only thing that they have is money. If I want total life prosperity, um, prosperity in my education, prosperity in my ministry, prosperity in my health, prosperity in my relationships with people, then my planning process got to be tight, and it has to have God's stamp of approval on it. Somebody say amen to that. 
So there are four types. I'm going to give you four types of prayers related to destiny. Four types of prayers um, related to destiny. The first one is inquiry prayer. What does God want to do with you in 2019? What does God want to do with you in 2019? We're talking about the four types of prayers related to destiny. Put that on the screen for the people who are watching online. Inquiry prayer. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, that I need to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I can't expect... I'm going to give you an example. Me um, and for a lot of people, I'm, I'm a tither. Praise God that I'm a tither. I've been tithing um, for a long time. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not asking for your money or anything like that, so hold, hold your horses. I, I ain't asking for nothing. But I understand that there is a biblical truth and there's um, financial prosperity and freedom that comes with being a tither because the Bible tells me so. And I understand that I can't tip God and expect to have the financial freedom and prosperity of somebody who is a consistent tither. So I have to understand that I can't acknowledge God in some ways and expect him to direct my path as if I'm somebody who's always in his face asking him what he wants me to do. If I want him to direct my path all the time, then I need to be in his face and acknowledging him all the time so he can direct me and tell me where to go so I don't mess up and then I have a uh, I have a big mess that I need him to clean up for me because I can't do it by myself. So inquiry prayer is used when you don't have the mind of God on a matter. God, I don't know what it is that you want from me in this situation, but I'm inquiring you. What is it that you want done in my life? There are, yep, there are some goals. There are some things that I have planned in 2019 for my life. But what is it that you have planned for my life? What are the things that you want accomplished in my life? What are some things that you want me to set my faith on to come um, to pass in um, full manifestation in my life? So that's the first type of prayer related to destiny. The second prayer, the second type of prayer is invitational prayer. There are times when you know what God's will is, but there seems to be a delay in manifestation. The message is true. I understand it in the vision, but the time is long. We understand that because Daniel prayed in Daniel chapter 10. He prayed, but then the answer didn't come for 21 days. So we have to understand with this planning process and with this um, prayer, prayer and planning for our year and for our destiny success, that even though I may not hear God right then and there, it's, it is not an indication that God did not hear me. Just because I don't hear directly back from him within five seconds and things like that doesn't mean that God didn't hear me in the situation. I have to believe that those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I have to believe by faith, just like that aspect, when I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, even though I may not have seen anything physically change and stuff like that, I knew there was an inward change in me, and I know that God heard me and accepted me into the family. I have to expect that when I'm praying to God concerning my destiny, concerning the things I have planned for 2019, that he still hears me, even though I may not hear from him right then and there in the moment, and walk by faith, believing that God heard me and that God is going to make a way out of no way. Somebody say amen to that. The third type of prayer related to destiny, inclinational prayer. 
This is where I know God's will for me, but I'm not willing myself. Even Jesus struggled to fulfill the difficult parts of destiny. So in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed three times until his will was in line with the Father's will. If you aren't willing to do the will of God, be willing to engage God in prayer until your will and his will is in alignment with each other. There are plenty of times where I know the Lord wanted John Davis to do something, but John Davis did not want to do it whatsoever. But there's times where I had to practice that, that inclinational prayer, and I had to keep on praying. I had to keep on worshiping because of me being a a minstrel. I had to keep on praying. I had to keep on worshiping. I had to keep on doing whatever until my will was lined up with the Father's will. Because everything that God tells you, look, there's going to be some things concerning your deliverance in 2019 that you're not going to want to deal with. There are some things concerning um, discipleship. God may want you to go to may want you to go disciple somebody you necessarily don't care for. But you're gonna have to keep on praying, saying, "You know what, Father? I know that person. I may not like them. I know they may have done wrong to me. But this is your will for me to disciple them and witness to them. I'm gonna keep on praying until my will is lined up with your will." Inclinational prayer. Somebody say inclinational prayer. And then the final um, type of prayer related to destiny is intercessory prayer. And we have, a, de- we have a, de- a definition for intercessory prayer. An intercessor is one who goes to God on behalf of another, filled by the compassion of Jesus, or one who confronts demonic enroachments on behalf of another. Intercession is going to the one who has the answer on behalf of the one who has the problem. So intercessory prayer is very critical to my destiny success. Because and when I'll, and I'll touch up, I'll touch on this later on as we go through the planning process that we have for 2019. Intercessory prayer is important because my destiny and success is not just about me being blessed, but it's about blessing others as well. And it's about me and God having a relationship tight enough to where He can wake me up in the middle of the night and tell me to pray for somebody, and I'm willing to do so. There's a testimony that Deacon Clarence gave um, to Pastor David during a Men in Destiny prayer um, a couple of weeks ago that one night the Lord just woke him up to start. He, he had a dream, I believe, if, that it was of um, Pastor David dying, passing away. So he just he immediately got up from that dream and just started interceding and started praying and started praying and started praying. Well, a couple of days later after that, Lady Nedra and Pastor David were on their way to rehearsal and Lady Nedra wasn't feeling good, and she blacked out on the highway. And she blacked out long enough to where they could have got hit. They ran red lights. Um, they could have they could have hit oncoming traffic that was going the opposite way. But she came back to her senses, and the Lord, the Lord just miraculously touched everything. The car wasn't scratched. Nobody got hit or anything like that. And everything was good. And they still made it here to rehearsal. I don't know about you, but I think that intercessory prayer that Deacon Clarence had, that, that, that unction that he had in his spirit, has something to do with that. Because your destiny and success isn't just about you, but you have to be able to intercede for others as well. God, I'm inquiring what you want for my life. I'm inviting you into my plans. I'm praying that you align my will with your will, but I'm also praying for somebody else as well. And I'm filled by the compassion of Jesus when I do it. When you ask me to pray for somebody, I'm not just going, ugh, 
God, I don't want to pray about them. This is about me right now. No, I'm going to be filled with the compassion of Jesus. If I see somebody that is in need, you know what? It's not, I may, I may not be able to give finances to them in that moment. I may not be able to do anything physically for them in that moment. But intercessory prayer, I can do. I can pray for somebody on behalf of them and go to, I can go, I can go on behalf of them for they have the problem and I can go to someone who has the answer for them. Somebody say amen to that. So we talked about inquiry prayer. We talked about invitational prayer. We talked about inclinational prayer. And we talked about intercessory prayer. Somebody say amen to that. So the last list that I have for you guys is really um, 2019 planning process. The 2019 planning process. Let's get that on the screen for the people at home to see as well. The 2019 planning process. Number one. Identify vision and goals in the areas of your spiritual life, health, education, finances, family, church slash ministry. Write the vision that write the vision and goals down in forceful and measurable terms. For example, you know what? I'm a one one of the one of the things that I had planned that I wrote down and for my 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 planning process for 2019 is that you know what, Lord, I'm gonna display more fruits of the spirit on a consistent basis. I'm going to display more love. I'm going to display more peace. I'm going to display more long suffering and things like that. That's measurable. I can measure, I, I'm able to measure how, 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 me personally, I can measure if my patience is growing or not with people. So I knew that would be one thing that I can write down forceful and measure that goal to make sure that I actually get to that goal. Uh, an example that Pastor, da- that Pastor David had was that I will be a loving husband who compassionately converses with my, life, my wife for at least 30 minutes a day, giving her undivided attention. And that may be the same for you or for whoever is watching, that you know what, I'm going to set a time to where I'm going to talk to my wife, I'm going to talk to my spouse, I'm going to talk to my parents, I'm going to talk to um, somebody who is in need for 30 minutes a day. I'm going to witness, try to witness to somebody for 30 minutes a day, whatever that is, but make sure it's something that stretches your faith, but something that you can still believe that God is going to do for you and that you can accomplish for this year. The goal must be a measurable objective where progressive results can be measured. Now, listen, don't start with God, give me $5 million so I can show you that I am good steward. Start with, God, I'm going to practice stewardship over the $50 you gave me and believe that you'll increase me because of my stewardship. Oh, yeah, that, that has some fire to it. Somebody say amen to that. So the, that was the first one. The second one, identify theme scriptures for the goal and vision areas of your life. One of the vision areas of my life is that John chapter 1, verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And I'm making sure that I have a, that it's a goal of mine that since that is a theme for not just this year and a goal for this year, but just for my life throughout, that I'm going to make sure that I represent and present myself to people as a man sent from God. That's back to the, one of the goals I told you I had about displaying more fruits of the spirit. I'm going to make sure that I sense People who I come across with at school and work may have not even read the Bible before. That if even if they never read it, that they can look at my life, John, the 67th book 
of the Bible and say, you know what? I can tell that the God you serve is a good God because you are a man sent from God, yada, yada, yada. That's why you have to identify theme scriptures for the goals that you have for your life so they can come to pass. Number three, identify prophetic themes from valid voices that you will integrate into your planning process. Um, if, you, if you receive the prayer priority sheet that we received for 2019, some of the prophetic impressions that we have on here from, are from true proven prophetic voices that we acknowledge here at Destiny Generation. Um, Pastor David, Bishop Thompson, Apostle Ivy Hilliard, Doc Barkley, and even Bishop Granholm. You have to be able to have prophetic voices to be able to speak to you in this season, in the season of planning and preparing for the 2019 that God has for your life. Because there are some things that you will not be able to just think of off the top of your head, and there are some things that you may not even be able to just get in your own prayer time. You need to have somebody who is a trusted proven prophetic voice to be able to speak into your life and let you know, hey, I hear this is what God is having for your life. Um, when we had the leadership conference here in 20, 2018, and this just past December, that just passed, um, Apostle James Glenn, who has been a spiritual father to Apostle Ruby, Pastor David, and also has been a spiritual father to me, prophesied into me what he believed the Lord was saying to him concerning my education, um, concerning um, school and international business which I'm going to school for, and concerning a master's degree. Now, when he said master's degree, I automatically went, oh, because master's degree, look, I'm, I'm, I, I have not been the biggest fan of school, and we're, we're we in the middle of this battle right now just trying to get the bachelor's degree, so I'm not even thinking about no master's degree right now. But he, since he is a trusted and proven prophetic voice in my life, I have to say, okay, Lord, this is where I got to do that inclinational prayer and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to keep on praying until my will lines up with yours. Because although right now I may not want to do it, I want to achieve what it is that you have for my life. That's why you need those prophetic voices in your life, because they're going to challenge you in ways that you really don't want to be challenged, but in ways that you need to be challenged in order to achieve what it is that God has for your life. Somebody say amen to that. So that was number three. Number four. Envision, envision yourself through the reimagination process as though you, your goal has already been accomplished. In other words, praise God like it's already done. There are some things that I'm believing God for in 2019. I'm believing that I'm going to take care, I'm going to take better care of my health. You know, I'm six foot, dark skinned, slim, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good right now on the outside and on the inside and stuff like that. But I understand that I may not look like this for the rest of my life. So I understand, I don't want to wait until a problem arises to start taking care of my health. I want to start taking care of my health now so that there will be no problems that arise. So I'm praising, as I'm eating healthier, as I'm doing meals without meat in them and things like that, and I'm just eating vegetables or fruit or whatever the case may be, I'm closing my eyes and eating and saying, God, I praise you because my life is getting better my strength and my energy are increasing because I am eating healthier and I'm going to live to be um, 123 years old. That's how long I want to live. I don't know why. I just like that one, two, three. So I believe, Lord, to get here, I can't keep eating fried chicken, ribs. Um, yeah, praise God. Okay, I'm getting hungry now. But you, 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 get, you get what I'm saying. I, you, you have to praise God like it's already done and press through until you see that manifestation in your life. 
Don't, because if you focus on the problem, you'll never get to the end goal. Jesus, when he was, he endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. You have to magnify the promise and minimize the problem that you're going through. Because if you get those flipped around, you'll never get to the end of anything. You'll always start something but never finish. Start something but never finish. Start something but never finish. I have to praise God like it's already done even through those tough moments. So that was number four. Praise God like it's already done. Number five, look at your present level of capability, circumstances, and performance. Be honest with yourself with where you're at right now, because you will not go from zero to zillions overnight. God increases you by measure. First came the blade, the ear, and then the full corn in the ear in Mark chapter 4. So we have to understand that God increases by measures. God increased David by measures. He killed the lion. He killed the bear. And then he killed Goliath. We can't, I, I, I can't expect to go to sleep one night and then the next morning I'm going to wake up a CEO. Now, I can speak by faith that I'm a CEO and that one day I'm going to be a CEO, but I can't expect I'm going to wake up the next day and I'm already going to have a multi-billion, trillion-dollar industry and stuff like that and then get mad at God when it don't happen. Because God increases by measures. There's multiple levels of manifestation. And this thing with destiny, you won't achieve destiny in five years. You won't achieve destiny in 10 years. You won't achieve destiny in 15 years. Destiny is an is a, is a ongoing, life-growing process. You'll never be finished growing. If you're truly committed to destiny, truly committed to hearing the word of God in your life, and continue, and you continually want to grow in the things that he has for you, then you'll never truly be done growing. You'll always have to keep saying, God, I, God, okay, God, I, I want more. I know there's more you have for me. Keep speaking to me. Keep telling me what you is. Keep telling me what it is that you want for me so I can keep growing in that area. Because God increases you by measure, by measure, by measure. You have to be comfortable with going up the elevator and stopping at each floor. There are plenty of times where I've been in hotels or things like that, and I'm on the first floor, and I want to get to floor nine, and then I'm, I'm going up, I'm going up, and then, dang, we got to stop at um, the third floor. We got to stop at the fourth floor. We got to stop at the fifth floor. But that's how it is with destiny. You got to stop at each floor to deal, to deal with each individual thing. Because there may, be, there may be an issue on the third floor that if you don't deal with, deal with it, when you get to the top, it's going to cause you to fall and you're going to start back at square one again. You have to allow and be okay with God increasing you by measures. Because everybody in the Bible, the Bible says that Jesus grew in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. He grew in wisdom and in stature with favor with God and man. He didn't come out with his white robe on, full, full hair, speaking in tongues, talking about the kingdom of God. He had to go through a growth process as well. So we, we, we can't expect that, you know, I'm too high and mighty. I'm, I've been saved X amount of years. I shouldn't have to wait and things like that. We should expect that there's a growth process that we have to go through as well. If we're going to achieve destiny, and when we get, so when we get to the top, there's no holes in our characters. 
I heard it illustrated like this before that you have the anointing, let's say it's oil, and your character is the cup that holds the anointing. But if you try to push things too fast, if you try to go through doors that you ain't fully matured yet, you'll have holes in your character, holes in your cup, and then that anointing can just pour out and be wasted. So we have to make sure that since God, since this is a progressive manifestation of increase that God has for our life, that we deal with every character issue, every flaw before we get in the driver's seat. So when we're in the driver's seat, we're actually ready for all the responsibilities that come with it. Because like one thing Pastor David likes to say is that you can't change a tire going 30 miles per hour. You can't put no air in there at that point. At that, you should have put some air in there and checked it before you even got in the car to make sure everything was okay. Because once you get started, it's hard to stop and to take time to do the fine-tuning that you should have done behind the scenes. But now you're up in front, so you just got to fix it as you go along. So there's things that we have to grow into. There's things that we have to grow in measures so that when we get to the thing that God has for us in destiny, we're fully matured and ready to go with it. Somebody say amen to that. So that was number five. Number six Lay out a targeted time frame for completion of these visions and goals. Remember, the plan is guidepost, not goalpost. Don't create an Ishmael because you don't want, you don't want to wait on God for an Isaac. There are, that's back to that thing about having half-baked ideas and half-baked plans. Don't rush into something thinking that you, okay, God, you taking your time, so I'm going to help you out. God don't need you to help him out. God needs you to do your part so he can do his part. The Lord told Moses that when you stretch forth your hand, I'm going to stretch forth my hand. I don't need your help on stretching my hand out. I just need you to do the part I told you to do so I can do the part that I told you I was going to do. So I have to understand that I don't need to rush this process. That's back to the elevator thing. I need to, I need to take my time with it. It's okay. Listen. Um, I didn't want, there, there were a lot of things that I wanted to be growing up, but the business, the businessman one was the one that God really called me to and I've stuck with, but there was times where I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Things, times where I thought I wanted to be a judge, but then I saw how long you had to go to school for it. And I said, not in this time, not in this lifetime or the next. But then I was talking to Pastor David and he was like, you know, I really, I really believe that God, I trust him, proven prophetic voice in my life. He said, um, I really believe God has called you to be a business person, a businessman and things like that and travel internationally. And I said, yeah, you're right. He said, but just in case, if you were called to be a lawyer or a judge or anything like that, and you do have to go to school for those so many years, that time was going to go by anyway. So you might as well be doing something in that time. So the waiting time is not wasting time. You might as well do something that's going to lead you in the destiny that he has for your life instead of just wasting time and not doing anything at all. So I have to understand that, you know what, it's going to take some time, and I'm okay with that. Because, you know, there's there to be a cheese commercial, you know, and the, 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 the big block of cheese, and then there will be the scientists right there and stuff like that, and, and the, the big ball of cheese would just say something that was just crazy or do something that was childish, and then the scientist and the, um, the observer would just say, not ready, not ready. 
not ready. There are plenty of people who we know who skipped the behind the scenes maturing process and now they're up in front and you can just look at them and say, oh baby, you did not spend enough time behind the scenes getting matured. You did not spend enough time behind the scenes maturing and letting God prune those things out of you. So we have to understand that it's okay to have a time frame. It's okay for God to take the time as long as he needs to get those things to you that you want for destiny. Don't create an Ishmael because you don't want to wait on God for an Isaac. Somebody say amen to that. Number seven, list people and resources you have to assist you in obtaining this goal because you won't achieve this by yourself. There are people who I have lined up in my life to help me and things like that achieve destiny. There's things that I have, there are people who are in my life who can help me achieve destiny. Because I understand that I can't do this by myself. I understand that I need people like Pastor David. I need people like Apostle Ruby. I need people like Christian. I need people who can help me along the destiny path because I know I can't do this by myself because they have insight, they have revelation, they have information, and they have some spiritual impartation that they can impart into me to help me to get to where I need to be in life. So that was number seven. Number eight, think on how you are going to use these resources and schedule the use of these resources or support groups in the framework of your year, months, and weeks. Don't have these resources. You know, Pastor Dave like to say like this, don't leave grace on the table. There are, people, there are people who are graced in the areas where you need help in, who can help you. But if you don't reach out to them, you can expect to come reach out to you. There are, I understand, I understand um, in the last couple of months, I'm more like my spiritual father than I thought where Pastor David, he tells us that, you know what, he has a planner that he writes in every day on the things that he needs to get accomplished. Not because he's forgetful or anything like that, but that's just how he operates. If he writes it down and he checks that planner every once in a couple, every couple of hours and things like that, the things that he needs to get done will get done. And I've realized in the last couple of months, I'm like that as well, to where I need to write stuff down to get it done. And he, he bought me a planner um, for the entire year and things like that. And then he even okay, he said, okay, you didn't want to use that one, so I'm going to give you one that goes by quarters and things like that, every three months or so. And I was like, one day I was just like, Lord, I need to get more, I need my day to be more productive. There's more stuff that I need to get done. And I need you to do something supernatural, you know. We went, th went, went through all the drama, like, Lord, I need you. Help me out, Lord. Please send a ram in the bush. And then he was like, there is a planner that is on your table ready for you to fill out on the stuff that you need to do. You don't need me to do anything supernatural. You just need to pick up the grace that's right there and use it to your ability to get the job done. Sometimes there's things, there's people who we have that can help us along the destiny path, but we just completely ignore it. We don't think that it's really going to be any help, or we just expect God to just fall, just drop manna right out of the sky for us. No. God's not making any new, any new manner for you. Use what he's already given you. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel and just use what he's already given you for your destiny success. Somebody say amen to that. 
So that was number eight. Number nine, envision the people who will be blessed and benefited and benefit from you becoming the person you will be after achieving your goal. Just think about that for a minute. Envision the people who will be blessed and benefit from you becoming the person you will be after achieving your goal. Because you are blessed to be a blessing. Just think about that for a minute. You are blessed to be a blessing. Your main goal in life should be to reach the pinnacle of success that God has planned for you, but not just so you can bless your bloodline, not just so you can bless your cousin Day Day and all them, not just so you can buy your mama the house and the car that she want, but also that you can be a lifter to lift somebody else up and help them achieve destiny and success as well. You, your, your, your destiny, if you follow it according to the plans that God has, you're going to lift somebody up and help somebody get to where they need to be in life just by you following your destiny. I'm not just blessed. You know, I, I understood that God didn't give me the gifting to be able to be a minstrel and to play music just for me to be blessed, just for me to have, um, not just for me to be the worship leader at the church, not just for me to even make some money on the side by playing at different venues and things like that. He did that so I could also teach other musicians who want to learn how to play music as well. He, 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 he gave me these giftings and these talents to be a lifter for somebody else. And your destiny, whatever your calling is, whether you think you can help somebody or not, you're meant to be a lifter for somebody and help them get to their destiny and success. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 29, chapter, chapter 29, verse 2, that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people groan, the people mourn, in other translations. So God is going to put you in righteous. We believe that there are going to be people who are put in, righteous people put in leadership authority, who are going to be seated at the table where big decisions are going to be made, not just so their name is big in life or things like that, just, but so also so they can help lift somebody else up. There are going to be people in this church who are going to be sitting before presidents of companies, CEOs, supervisors, managers, and things like that, not just for them, but for the people that are behind them as well. Pastor David is big on legacy. Understanding that legacy is leadership beyond your lifetime. The way you truly can measure somebody's legacy is not while they're living, but what happens after they pass away to see who they poured into, to see who they've helped and things like that. And he tells me countless times that, John, I, wanna, I want to pass things down to you in better condition than I received them myself. That's legacy. That's, 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 that's the destiny planning process. That you know what? Yep, I want things to be better than when I received them, but not just for me, but for the person I'm, I'm going to pass it along to. That's back to that thing about, you know what? Don't ask God for $5 million if you're not being a good steward over the 50. God, help me to be a good steward over this so when I get more, I can pass on more to somebody else. So that was number nine. Number 10. Think of someone who has achieved the same or similar goal. 
Model their principles and behaviors. Mary, go find you an Elizabeth, somebody who's in the same situation as you, but somebody who's a little bit further along to help you. You know, um, even though Jesus was the son of God, he practiced spiritual protocol by going to John the Baptist and getting baptized by him. So the scriptures can be fulfilled. And because John the Baptist had been in ministry longer than Jesus had been, he had been walking out the scriptures longer than Jesus had been. And he understood that for me to be successful in my destiny, Jesus, for Jesus to be successful in his destiny, that he needed to go to somebody who was further, a little bit further along to in, than him in this situation to baptize him and to pour into him so he could go into the level of ministry that God had for him in his life. So you have to understand that you got to find somebody who's more pregnant along the journey than you to help you in your situation. Find somebody who, it doesn't have to be exactly the same thing you're doing, but similar to help you say, hey, you know what? I tried that. That didn't work. Try this. Or I tried this and it worked for me. Pray on it. See what the Lord tells you. And then if it says, if he says, go with it, then go with it. Somebody who's been there, been there, done that, got the t-shirt about it. That was number 10. Number 11, take the time to draft a step-by-step plan of action to move towards your goal. Remember, your plan will change over time. I always say it like this. Allow your destination to be concrete, but your plan to get there to be sand. That you know what? I'm going to get to that destination no matter what because that's the destination that God has for my life. But how I get there, I'm not going to just focus on it has to come this way or it's not going to come at all. There are a lot of people, you know what? There are a lot of people who are, who missed on what God wanted to do for them because they were so stuck on him doing it one way and not another way. Some, so many people are so busy looking at, oh, okay, it's going to come on the left side of the road. It's going to come on the left side of the road, and here is a blade. Here's, some, here's a little manifestation coming on the right side, but since you're so busy looking at the left side, you don't even see it coming, and you completely missed it because you stuck that it has to come this way. Although the destination is concrete, my plan is sand, so even though I have a plan drawn out, God can easily erase it and write a new plan in there, and I'm okay with it. Because there's more than one way we can go about this. There's more than one way we can do this. Because we sing songs that says, um, Israel, Israel Newbury had a song that says, no limits, no boundaries. I see increase all around me. But when we get mad at God for not coming the way we thought he should have, then we have put a limit on him. If I get it fixed in my mind that, you know what, there are some things, there are some aspects of your deliverance that you expect to come one way. Although it's good, okay, I have a plan that it's going to come this way. Don't get stuck on that being the only way that it gets done. There are, you've heard heard me testify about this before. Everything on my 2018 prayer priority sheet got answered. My job, um, my relationship with family members, um, transportation, my resources, my finances increasing, all of that got answered in the name of Jesus. That's why I'm excited about 2019, because there's something that's going to happen for me that I'm just ready to break free from in my deliverance, in my discipleship, 
and take new territory and dominion. But although I got a plan, I'm not going to limit God on how my deliverance gets here, how I disciple other people, or where my dominion is going to be. I'm okay with what you, okay, God, I plan for it to be this way. You got a different plan? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I asked you because if we went through the destiny process the right way, I already asked you what you wanted me to do. So if I hear, when I hear you say what you want me to do, I'm already, I'm okay with it, or I'm doing that inclinational prayer, and I'm trying to, I'm spending time in prayer to make sure my will lines up with yours. But sometimes people get mad at God for not doing um, the thing, doing, doing the manifestation, not and not doing, um, and not opening the door that they expected Him to open because He didn't do it the way that they expected them Him to do it. And that's because when I asked, that's, that's because when I came up with this plan in the first place, I didn't ask God how he wanted to do it. That's where I went wrong. That's where I went wrong at the beginning. I should ask God what he wants. And then when he gives me an answer, then I can run with it. But I have to expect and be okay with if there are changes to the plan that I'm cool with it because either way, I'm still getting to the destination. It may not happen the way I want it to. It may not happen in the time frame that I naturally set, but it's going to get done anyway because I wrote the vision that God gave to me. I'm running with it. I'm reading it. And even if I, if I have to add adjustments to it, it's okay because thus said the Lord, John, you will be delivered from this. John, you will disciple these people. John, you will have dominion in this area. And the same is for you. The goal is going to be the same. The destination is going to be the same. But how I get there is maybe a little bit different than what I imagined. But that's okay. As long as I get to it, it's okay. My parents, my parents, when it came to school, my parents didn't care if I got it on the first time or if I got it after I went to a tutor. As long as I got the information, they were okay with it. As long as I learned the material, they were okay with it. So when it comes to destiny, you have to be okay with it, even if you don't get it on the first try or in the way you thought it. If it takes a little bit more time and a little bit more hard work, as long as you get there, it's okay. Because I'm on God's time. I'm not on my time. I'm okay with it. If God says I need a little bit more time in the oven to cook, I need to marinate a little bit more, I'm going to let him marinate me a little bit more. And then finally, number 12, as you repetitiously reimagine yourself in the goal, your mental complex will give you more information to add to your plan of action. Refine and act on your plan until the goal and vision are complete. Basically, what's that saying? As I continuously and on purpose keep on reimagining myself at the pinnacle of success, as I continually imagine myself there at that place. Mentally, it's going to start getting in my mind. As I start internalizing it and making it a part of who I am, it's mentally going to get in my mind. And I'm going to start believing it, believing it, believing it, and believing it. And then if I have to, I'll refine the plan, and I'll act on those additions that I have to make to the plan. But I'm not stopping until I get to the pinnacle of success. I'm not stopping until the goal and the vision are complete. If God said it, then it's going to happen. Because if God be for us, then who can be against us? 
We sing songs that say our God is our God is greater, our God is stronger, Lord, you are higher than any other. This during this process, when you really have to believe that. When you're going through these tests and these trials and it's not coming as easy as you thought it would, or in the time frame as you thought it would, that's when that song is really going to test your spirit. Do you really believe he is stronger? Do you really believe that he is greater? You have to keep on pushing in your spirit and say, you know what? Thus said the Lord on February the 5th, 2019, God said this, even though it may be February 5th, 2029, it's going to happen for me because God says so. I have to understand that when I plant the seed of destiny, when I plant the seed of my vision, when I come out the next day in that same, in that, to look in that same spot that I planted, it's not going to be a full tree already. It may not be nothing there for a while. But then a blade comes, a little blade out of the grass. It's not the full manifestation, but it shows me that something has been working all along. Now, all my praying, all my fasting, all my connecting with people, all of my hard work along the destiny path has not been in vain because there is blade there. So then when Satan tries to tell you, see, see, ain't nothing happening. You're doing all this for nothing. Oh, no, no, no. There's a blade right there. There show that the same place where I planted, there's a blade right there. And it shows me that something has been going, something has been working, and something has been manifested, man, manifesting this entire time. So you can't talk me out of it because I've seen it work. I've seen God do things in my life. You can't stop until it's finished. You can't stop until it's finished. Don't, don't get in this journey. Set a faith goal, and then you mess up and say it's God's fault. Now, I wasn't going to get a lot of amens on that one, but, it, but it's true. Don't mess up. Don't, don't set a faith goal, mess up, and then say it's God's fault. <laughs> Thank you. Don't make a plan without God's approval and insight and then get mad when it doesn't manifest in your life either. Because a man's ways are great and prosperous in his mind. But it's the Lord's plan, not my plan, the Lord's plan that's going to prevail. It's the Lord's plan that's the, that's the plan for my life. So really spend some time. You know, um, we still have these prayer priority sheets out there in the vestibule. For our online viewers, we have these um, online on our Facebook page where you can download the PDF version of it, send it to us, and then we'll, our pastor and our prayer team will be in agreement with you on those things to come to pass in your life in 2019 and the years to come. You need to get in agreement with somebody. You need to go find you. Mary, you need to go find you and Elizabeth. You need to find somebody who you can link up with and believe these things to happen for your life. Nope, destiny is not going to be achieved overnight. I wish it could. 
There are some things that, you know what, I, be, I, I, I prayed, I, I wish I could have just been delivered of it the first time I prayed and been done with it. I wish I could have had dominion in this area when the first time I asked for it and been done with it. Nope, it didn't happen like that. But since we believe this is our year for deliverance, and then since I'm delivered, I can go disciple people and let them know that you can make it out of this, and then I can take dominion over spiritual and natural territories. If we believe that, then we have to understand that, you know what? This is my year where it's going to happen, and I'm going to trust God. And even though it may not come in my time frame, I'm believing God that it's already done. And I'm praising my way through the situation. Even though I got to take his prescription, I believe that, you know what? One day I'm going to be done taking this. One day I'm going to be healed. Not because, of the, not because of the medicine, but because of the healer. Yep, praise God for the medicine. Praise God for the doctor. The Lord tells you you need to take the medicine. Don't be spooky. Take the medicine. Do what you got to do. But believe that God is the ultimate healer for you. You know, the, the women of destiny have a vision board party that's coming up soon. And that's great. That's a marvelous thing. And it's great that we're setting aside time. The women are take, setting aside time to write the vision that they have for their families and for their lives. But when I was on the phone with Pastor David, he wanted me to relay a message. And this is Pastor David speaking, not John. So I'm going to close my eyes so nobody think I'm talking about them. It's great that the women of destiny are writing a vision for their families down. But it becomes a problem when they have a vision for their household and their husbands don't. Nobody left. Okay, that's a good sign. This is your pastor saying it, and I'm, I'm just the messenger. It's a problem when the wives has a, have a, has a vision for the house, but the husband doesn't, and you're supposed to be the head of the house. You know, you're supposed to provide for your family naturally, but also spiritually as well. Both of you need to have a vision. Both of you need to have a vision. That was just a PSA from your pastor. Somebody say amen to that. So as we, I'm closing now, as we really sit down and really just think about these things that the Lord has for us in 2019, earnestly seek for his voice, earnestly seek for his direction, and pray that God allow me to be sensitive in destiny-defining moments enough to know that this is you working in my life and that I need to move and make a decision and do something. Don't, don't miss the door that God has for you because it may, not, it may not be the door you thought. Don't miss the door that God has for you because it didn't come in the way you thought. Don't miss the door because instead of it being a, a wide door that you, just, you can just walk through, it's a tight, that's kind of a door that's kind of tight. You got to slide your way through a little bit. Understand that there is something that God has for you. And understand that when you walk through this planning process, destiny will be released in your life and unleashed in your life. Somebody say amen to that.